Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? Monday and we are in the house and we are coming at you. Alliance victory. Me and Grifka were at the game. We're going to talk about all types of stuff on this show. We're going to talk about our pregame, getting down to the game, uh, all our hijinks before the game. We're going to talk about uh, do the game review. I might have a few issues with Grifka like I normally do on the show. And I may have a rant, and who knows what else might happen on this show. But the Lions got a dub. Um, good stuff, Grifka. I did this on my fantasy show. Uh, I usually just introduce you, but I made a little quick clip. This is something funny me and my buddies used to do back in the day. So this is this is the Hey Buddy remix. So when I say, hey, Grifka, uh, what's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey buddy! Hey buddy! Grifko, what's going on, buddy? Hey man, that's that's, that's pretty that's pretty tight, man. So, uh, man, <laughs> that's our boy. Tight. Get the origin of that. That was Jay Moore back in the day making a joke out of a Michael Jordan Haynes commercial, where the dude in the Haynes commercial like jumped up in Michael Jordan's face at, "Hey buddy!" And so for like two years, me and all my friends, every time we'd call each other or see each other in person, we just, mm, hey, buddy, uh, and just caught like wildfire. So I thought I'd bring it back a little uh, retro uh, for the show. Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, everything's great, man. Uh, got a big Lions W right there. We were, you know, seeing it and everything that happened. was a, That was a great game to watch, man. Ready to talk about it. Absolutely, man. Grifka, let's hit a, just a couple quick things off the top. Basically, just one thing, man. Uh, C.J. Anderson getting cut, I think, on a two, random Tuesday afternoon. Uh, you know, Paul Perkins being claimed off waivers. Like, I've always, back in the day, I was sort of a Perkins guy, and then he fell off the map. I mean, not a Perkins guy like Tiger Woods is, you know what I mean? But, like, uh, a fan <laughs> of Paul Perkins. Um but he's just been off the map. He's been injured. So I don't know if CJ Anderson got the boot. I don't know because of this. Or says he's fat. Um, if he had a weight issue or if he just wasn't playing well. It's garbage. Uh, but I, it was surprising because like, I, I thought he was a good vet. I really liked what I heard about him just kind of being a coach on the field. Thought he could help carry on along this year. Had some good, you know, bowling ball type runs, and uh, surprised they moved on from. What do you think? Yeah, I was uh, surprised as well. Uh, but uh, you know, when you're reading things like you know he looks thick, and that's being nice, and uh, or says he's fat. 
Exactly. And, uh, you know, when people are like, when my other friends are texting me going, you know, who's the lineman you have in the backfield? I didn't know you got well, says he's fat. Dozer. You know, I mean, and there was, yeah, you're right. He had a couple good runs, but he had a couple of them. He looked very LeGarrette Blunt back there. You know, we went to go do a jump cut and he's like jumping out of like quicksand and he's not going anywhere. So uh, obviously the move was made. Uh, they feel that, uh, you know, Johnson, you know, can pick up the slack and, you know, carry on, might get the ball a little more and, but uh, who knows? I mean, heard some other rumors. Maybe this is a cost-cutting thing, trying to save up some money to go get somebody, you know. So uh, who knows? Yeah, surprising. I guess the biggest thing for me is sort of, you know, Paul Perkins coming in cold, doesn't know the system. You're basically down like Grifka. This is where you know, I get to introduce my new Grifka Bell, too. We have a digital Grifka Bell, uh, which I think will be better for the listeners and better in general. So why don't you go ahead and wax poetically about your boy Ty Johnson and how you were right and how he's like the number two before you can blink and, and how I hit that one wrong. I'll leave you a couple bells. Go for it. Well, Ty Johnson, he did have a couple nice plays. You know, showed a little showed a little bit of that speed that uh, what they got, you know, what they drafted him for. I mean, it's nice to see that uh, he will be uh, he will be used. Uh, just one of those things. At some point, it seems like rookies do hit a wall, so maybe they will try to, uh, you know, curtail his carries and how much he uh, plays at uh, some point in the season. So, but yeah, I'm glad he's uh, he, he's he's like moving up the depth chart and uh, he's gonna get some uh, get some playing time. Grifka, what, what was that? Like, I gave you a total uh, uh, opportunity to ring your own bell, literally, and say I told you so, and say, oh, Greasy, I got an eye for talent. I watched the games. Uh, he was good at Maryland. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's going to be the number two. I told you that, and you said he was going to be like a four. Uh, you know, you could have got all those uh, digs in, and then you just gave me some random vanilla take. What was that? Sorry for not being a jerk. I mean, excuse me. I mean, I'm, I'm, where is that? But uh, I mean, he is a rookie. He only have a couple games under his. I mean, sorry. I'm, so basically, I'm, so basically, you pubbed him. You pubbed him up to the people. We had a big argument about it, and now that it's sort of coming true, you're uh, you're uh, doing. I don't know the old Grifka backpedal. We're now. We're now. You're like. Oh, I don't know. Oakry might hit a wall. I mean, don't get your expectations too high. I mean, he has speed. I mean, all the stuff that I basically said. Now you're going back to that. I I don't talk a whole lot of junk. I'm I'm happy with where he's at. I'm one of those guys. I mean, I I used to be one of those fans like you are now. You're so high on everybody, and then you'll crash, you know. But nope, I've you know I get to my flying level and I just uh maintain my altitude. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> um, living. living. That's if anybody knows what that's from. No, nobody, nobody knows what you're talking about. Um, but uh, like I say, what? I said we can't be friends no more if you've never seen that movie. So uh, go ahead. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but. Paul Perkins, to me, is going to have to get up speed quick. He's basically going to have to be, you know, uh, some type of factor. I mean, yeah, I guess you can run a lot of carry-on. You can mix in Ty Johnson, and then you can sort of barely piece him in for a couple weeks. But, I mean, Bob Quinn must see something, know something. I mean, it's a pretty bold move, in my opinion. You know, if you brought him in and kept CJ and kept Ty and kept carry-on, and, you know, if Zach Zenner was even still somewhat in the mix, I mean, I wouldn't have – 
an issue with it, but to sort of just snag him, get rid of a kind of a a vet that, you know, isn't going to hurt your football team for a guy that you really don't know. I mean, I sure hope in a couple of weeks I'm going to be saying, wow, you know, this guy's got some juice. He can catch. I mean, I remember back in the day he could run it. He could catch it. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but, um, you know, set to be the giant starter there in his second year after a pretty decent showing. And uh, that's when he sort of just fell off the map and got hurt. So I'm really uh, anxious to see what happens as well as just kind of curious on, on what the heck they saw to kind of make that kind of bold move. But, you know, if he had some punch in the run game, I'll sure be happy about it. So Grifka, let's do this. Let's walk the people through um, kind of our, our day leading up to the game, and then we'll take a break and uh, give them that whole game review um, and uh, and do some other things on the show. So the day starts out super early. I mean, I got to roll out of bed at like 6 o'clock. I mean, I love going to Lions football, but if I don't have to be at work, which I'm usually at my office at 6, 7 in the morning at the latest, like – I hate getting up that damn early on a Saturday, Sunday, whatever it may be. So I just like, of course, I overslept my alarm. I wrote Grifka, oh, dang, running late. And we had decided to go light to the tailgate. We were just going to have some um, some beverages. You know, we're going to figure out our food down there, walk around, have some fun. So I get to your house, I don't know, probably like hour, hour and a half after I said I'd be there. Um, still shoving off at, what, 8.30-ish, got out of there. And uh, heading down to the game, man, playing all types of music, laughing, talking lines. Uh, what else did we do on our way down there? Let's see. Uh, we stopped at one of the most jankiest gas stations in the world for a bag of ice, and that place was scary. And uh, I just remember the, the uh, guy saying to us, there's a lot of snow on the ice, so you might have to break it off. So uh, we get the bag of ice out, and you promptly drop the bag of ice in the <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> You get, uh, you get like this frost and the snow all over the floor and you're like clean up aisle two and then we just walk out <laughs> yeah well like the guy undersold it he's like little frost i mean i couldn't even get a bag off this thing was covered in in snow i don't know what was going on with their ice machine so at least i could do is sort of put it back on him and um give him a little work to do for the day so yeah definitely uh definitely was some wet uh you needed that old uh yellow triangular sign saying slippery floor after i was done yeah, that was that was strange. And then, uh, <laughs> but yeah, then, you know, then we get down to Detroit. We park and uh, we get our spot. And like by the time we got there, I mean, it seemed like when whenever we got hold there, on in the morning. What about the what, what about the McDonald's stop where we got shorted hash brown? Was, oh, was that was that where you were rude to the to the drive through, or was that the second one, or was that both? <laughs> that, was, that was the first one. It's like, did you want the meal? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you were rude to both McDonald's people because later yeah. in the day is the worst. Don't think I'm going to forget about that one. That's probably why I'm not feeling so well today. Oh my goodness, Grifka just. Did you want the meal? I'm like, yeah. And that's what I kind of. <laughs> that was the first one. The second one at a completely different McDonald's asked the same stupid question, and I'm just like, huh? You know, like, yeah, but we can do that one on the way back. <laughs> and you're like, um, you're like, um, you better tell them that that was you so they're not spitting in my food. And I go, whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Grifka, whatever. That that deserves a bell. Whatever. Uh. That's my food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never heard somebody be so rude to a drive through person. And then we get out of the first McDonald's and you're like snapping your fingers. I'm like, what do you want? And you're like, hash brown. I'm like. I'm like, I got two hash browns. You're like, I got one too. And I'm like, I didn't hear you get one. We only got two in the back. You're like, 
You're like, oh, whatever. And then I, I gave you one of my paid-for hash browns because I'm such a good guy. That that was the first Mickey D stop, which, which again, I don't want to get on a rant or a tangent, but can, can, can we get the orders right, people? Can we remember napkins? Can we remember straws? It's really not that hard. I mean, I, I know it takes a rocket scientist to work the drive through window, but I'd say their percentages are upwards of 80 to 85% of forgetting something in every order. Well, yeah, well, you needed something. You, I should let you have both hash browns, considering you were having the road beers, and you're like, is it okay? I'm like, no, man, you're not supposed to have open intox in the car. <laughs> well, I'm not, I, it don't matter. <laughs> what, what about, you got to tell the people, though, so you tell me that, and I, and what does Oakery bring but the coolest thing ever? The 19, like, 80s Kool-Aid man uh, jug along with uh, little Kool-Aid custom uh, cups in lion's blue. So I, I dumped the old beverage in there and was sipping from the uh, the classic Kool-Aid glasses that you can only find via eBay, 1982. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. That was slick. But, yeah, so I have to, that was that was pretty sweet. <laughs> but, um, anyways, by the time we get to the parking lot, I mean, usually we're, like, one of the first people there, so we're used to the parking lot being mostly empty by the time we show up at, like, 7.30 in the morning. But, I mean, by the time we got there, it was, like, you know, 9.30, 9.30. And, uh, no, wait, yeah, it was about 9.30 we got there, quarter to 10. And we and there's, like, nobody in this parking lot. And we're, like, wow, I mean, we had room to play catch, and, you know, and, uh, you know, the, well, obviously, obviously the child vendors were coming around selling the peanuts and selling the M&Ms, and we're, like, uh, no thanks. Grifka, you really think you're gonna just say that and and sneak that one past me? I mean, really? Wow! <laughs> you're really gonna use a wow and not have me go to the sound? Are you kidding me? Frank Ribble would be distraught. Wow! Yeah, yeah, I forgot, forgot about the wow. <laughs> Sweeping the nation still. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we just you know, like you said, we we did it pretty light. We just you know had a few adult beverages and then. uh we decided to go for a walk, and I really want to thank my buddy Alex Atwell. You know, one old guy, and you know, hadn't seen in a long time, and uh, he uh, he you know pinged me, and he's like, "Hey, we're held up over at uh, outside the Michigan Theater over on Bagley." So me and you ended up walking over there, and you know, him and him and his boys let us hang with hang with him for a while. You know, they doled out some adult beverages to us, and once again, thank you, Alex. You know, it was a great time catching up with you, talking about the Lions. And uh, Derek actually got to see I was the only one that doesn't have certain feelings about the Lions, you know, uh, seeing it, you know, the games, you know, how they play out, the feelings we have. That was that was that was a lot of fun. All right. Well, first of all, Griffith, you get a bell for the ping uh, quote. Like, you got to explain this to me. You always say they pinged me. Who who does that? Like, wh- what is this app you're using where you're getting pinged or you're just getting text? And that's what you call it. I'm that's confused. True. Call it, man. Sorry. <laughs> the Grifka ping. Unbelievable. Now, you skipped a step. So our first, uh, as we left the parking lot, was my whole goal for the day was to take um, the football and just run around downtown Detroit just chucking footballs at people. Like anybody that had a Hawkinson jersey, anybody that looked like they uh, wanted the rocket ball that I throw off my right arm, I was going to throw it to them. I was throwing it across the boulevard. I was chucking it into big parking lots at tailgates. There's some old guy where I tried to like throw him a slant route and he was like, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. 
Uh, I, should, I still should have put it uh, right between his eyebrows there. Uh, but uh, some incredible street ball um, with a football, throwing it through uh, concrete walls uh, with holes in it, throwing it over stop signs, across uh, across street lights, all types of things in the downtown D. So that was fun. Then we went and visited your buddy. Now, again, all shouts out to your buddy. Good dude. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot about the lady that you tried to, like, throw her the ball. You, like, you know, got her attention. And just as soon as she saw what you were planning on doing, she, like, dropped her head like she was shunning you. And we, like, stood <laughs> Remember that? She, like, actually kind of put her hand up in front of her face, too, a little bit. You know, where I'm like, dude, did you see that, man? She has nothing to do with you. And we just, like, started laughing. <laughs> it was just, that one was Here's that was guy. If, if, if you see a, an absolute stallion like me with the, my right arm cocked and a football getting ready to come your way, I mean, wouldn't you dip your head too? I mean, you don't want that thing coming your way, especially with those those Eric Ebron hands that you got. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was the one that caught <laughs> You put it over like a rock on fence that I was like, even with the distraction of it, you know, going to hit the fence, I still made the catch. So, yeah. I was making those over-the-shoulder catches all the time, running down the sidewalk, you know, like, do a button hook around the pole. And I'm like, okay, you know, so, you know, okay. Yeah, must have been some good passes. But um, the, the other thing that was uh, absolutely hilarious was we were walking out on the one main street, um, hanging a lefty, and all of a sudden, uh, Hawkinson's coming my way. So I, I, I ask him if he wants one. He, he puts his hands up. I throw an absolute uh, spiral right between the eight and the eight. Puts it on the turf, man. I think that was one of the first ones. He drops it. He's absolutely embarrassed. I, I call him Eric Ebron. I talk about his frying pan hands. His girlfriend makes fun of him uh, right in front of him that he just can't catch. Uh, man, that, that was something else as well. But like you say, just having fun, chucking the football around. That was a good time. Let, let me get to your buddy now. Your buddy, super good dude. Uh, you know, uh, fun tailgate. Glad we went over there. Except for the fact that I felt like I was looking in the mirror at Grifka's twin brother when it comes to Lions takes. We couldn't have been there two minutes, and he, he started talking about how the Lions were going to lose by a fluke, and it always happens. And, I mean, I swear I needed the Grifka Bell uh, sitting there. Just this guy was rambling them off like these guys have been uh, talking Lions and just crying about the Lions for 20 years. I mean, he had every excuse, every, uh, oh, woe was me, every, oh, for the last 20 years it happens, you know. I had to give him the old, well, that doesn't mean it's going to happen today, and we were just getting into it. I I was literally like, where am I right now? Like, if I ever need a sub for the podcast, I know who to turn to because the guy will have the exact same takes as you. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but uh, it was it was so good that you actually got to hear somebody else, you know, feel the same way I do, that you think, like, I'm the only one. Nope. There's other ones out there like me. Once again, Alex, thanks, man. I appreciate I appreciate it. Have your back. You had my back. Thank you very much. Griffka, you must not listen to the show. The reason I rag on you is because you're like every other Lions fan I ever hear, which is the old, well, for the last 50 years, and, and it always happens to us, and that that's a, that's the same old Lions play. You don't think I hear that every day from every friend, every relative, every person I've ever come into? The only people I don't hear are like the optimistic people like me or that say, hey, 
how about we don't worry about what happened 40 years ago and how about we worry about today those are the ones i don't hear so that that's not my beef it's definitely just the uh same old same old of like oh what's gonna happen today to cause us to lose i don't know what's gonna happen to cause us to win which is what we need to talk about right now grifka big game review lions los angeles chargers at ford field we're gonna do that right when we come back after the break Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everybody, we're back, and I'm super pumped to talk about this game, Uh, you know, if anybody saw me on Twitter uh, the last day or so, you saw me go on some rants. I don't know. On Mike Valente, 97-1. Uh, this guy, I swear, Grifka, y- you can never please this guy. Same with most Lions fans. The Lions win. He All he wants to do is talk about Michigan State because he doesn't want to acknowledge the victory. Then when he does talk about them, all he wants to do is talk about all the faults. And then when he talks about all the faults, he wants to back it up with, well, I told you the Lions would win. I mean, so he gets his – he's right in there, bull crap. I got all these, like, Valente apologists coming after me on Twitter, and then I got all the actual Lions optimists saying, yeah, it's a bunch of garbage. Nobody listens to that clown. Um, absolutely ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm so sick of that, and I'm so sick of, like, all my friends too. Like, the minute the Lions lose or something bad happens, my phone blows up with all these texts. You think I barely got any messages saying great win by the Lions, what a tough victory, glad they pulled it out in the end? No, of course not. I don't get anything. It's like it's just this negative attitude across the board that just drives me nuts. But was this a pretty football game? No. Was it a great win, I think, you know, in regards to gritty, tough, making plays when it counted? Absolutely. So, Grifka, I pitch it to you. What what'd you think about that crazy screenplay to carry on where he bobbled it about nine times and then waltzed in the end zone? That was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was that was nice to see. I was really worried actually when it bounded kind of away from him that he was going to drop it because, like you said, there was really kind of nobody out in front of him. The offensive line did a nice job getting out there, making the blocks, clearing the way for him. And so when I saw it kind of bounce off his hands, I you know I was like, oh gosh! And then he reeled it back in, and he was just you know able to scamper in. That was a great play call right there. Offensive line you know made their way upfield, 
you know, blocked it, blocked it perfectly. You know, that was a great score. It was really needed at that point. Um, that was one of the biggest things. I think my biggest thing I was most impressed with was the offensive line. I know when we previewed the game, we really talked about that um, pass rush that uh, the Chargers had, and we thought maybe the tackles would struggle with uh, with the defensive ends. But uh, really, um, I thought they played they played pretty well. I mean, Crosby filled in for Decker. He, I think his stat line was he only had like two QB pressures. You know, no sacks. You know, no quarterback hits. So the way Crosby filled in for Decker, that was that was that was amazing. You know, I and so I was very very happy with the way the offensive line played. And, you know, especially pass blocking. Once again, the run game it seemed to struggle at times here and there. Um, but still, I mean, being able to give Stafford that much time to throw the ball, you know, I was I was very impressed with that. Yeah, it was. Uh, there's a great video on YouTube. Everybody should go check it out. It's uh, kind of that sounds of the game where they had Danny Amendola mic'd up and and Matt Pat, um, all types of great stuff. You got to check out that video. But uh, one of the coolest parts is on that screenplay. They got Matt Pat mic'd up, and he's just like, "Great block, Frank! Great block, Frank! That's a great block, Frank!" Like over and over again on that play. Because if you go back and watch it, like carry on you know it was a great play design in the first place and then when they throw it back he's just he's got some room but uh good old Frankie Rag now our number one pick the Grifka hated uh is absolutely just barreling out there to just take care of a cornerback or safety whoever that was just barreled him down and by the time carry on got his hands on the football and secured it he was just walking into the end zone basically so that was tremendous um you know Austin Eckler for the the Chargers had scored a touchdown before that, so this basically ties up the game, except for Matt Prater misses an extra point, um, seven to six. And this is my only first beef with Grifka, but this is when it started. The old, here we go again. How can it uh, seven to six? It, you had to know our best, one of our best players, our kicker, was going to do something ridiculous, right, to uh, to cost us and miss an extra point. So this is when. You know, the ball starts rolling downhill for Grifka because we haven't played a perfect football game. And uh, for the next two quarters, there's penalties. There's all types of kind of back and forth. You know, Slay's getting roasted. Grifka, of course, doesn't want to acknowledge that his boy's getting toasted by Keenan Allen. Then there's the calls. Grifka's got his arms folded. Next thing you know, um, this is the play I want to detail. And I want your take on this, Grifka, because I'm going to come at you hard. So we're jumping all the way to the third quarter. 8.26 left in the third quarter. Darius Slay had just got another pass interference in the end zone, put the ball on the one. Um, Chargers are about to score, you know, put them up, you know, would have been 14 to uh, six probably at that point. And they're on the one yard line. I'm looking over at you. Big play in the football game. Austin Eckler tries to jump over the pile again. Our other rookie, Johnny Tavai, knocks the ball out. Devin Kennard gets on the football. Um, <clears throat> absolutely incredible, uh, fumble on the one. It's a fumble, fumble liar. Fumbleina Wilkerson fumbles the ball. Fumble on the one, crowds going nuts. The place is like, that's a huge play in the game. What do I do? I look over at Grifka still sitting down, arms folded, pissed at the world. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like it's at that point, it's six to what is it is it still six to seven or is it ten to six i don't know what it is but it's a close dang football game we just turned them over on the one 
and you you couldn't have been more annoyed and more like down in the dumps. Like, are you kidding me with that? That pissed me off. Um. Well, first of all, I wasn't pissed at the world. Uh, second of all, um, I was you know pretty much intent and like watching the play, and I was actually sitting down watching it in between the two people that were standing up in front of us. So that's what I was doing. And third of all, like I told you, like, why didn't you jump up? I'm like, because I had to piss so bad. If I would have jumped up, I probably would have pissed down my pants. Because you remember <laughs> about five minutes after that, I went and used the bathroom after the Lions punted. So uh, that's what I wasn't pissed. I probably would have pissed myself, okay, if I would have jumped up. So you can be pissed off at me if you want, but I wasn't pissed. <laughs> okay, well, I do remember you saying that, and that's that's – Oh, now you recall it after I wrote, oh, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, because I, I only give you credit, like, okay, that, that's that's a, a reason, but it doesn't doesn't nullify the other, you know, again, me sitting with Grifka for three hours watching a Lions game is not good for, for me or my soul or for anything, because, Grifka, do you think the Lions are going to play perfect football for four quarters? I mean, do you think that nothing's going to go wrong in a game? Like, it was still 10-6 or whatever, and you just seemed like it was 41-6. I couldn't understand why you weren't like, this is a close game, back and forth. Like, all we got to do is make a freaking play. And I swear, like, anything that's not perfect, you hate. And it just drives me nuts. I'll never understand it. So, yeah, okay, maybe you had to go to the restroom. Maybe you had some issues there. But I swear, through the whole game, unless we're just playing perfect football, you're not a happy camper. And I, I can understand it if we're getting blown out, but not – not in this type of scenario. Well, they were playing from behind pretty much most of the game. So, yeah. They're behind by like played. four or less than a touchdown. What do, you, what do you want us to be, up up 30 in the second quarter? Well, let's face it. Let's actually talk about this. I mean, they got lucky that San Diego's kicker oh. was hurt. And they're, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Considering San Diego was, like you said, Darius Slay was getting pretty much, you know, beat like a dusty rug all, all game by uh, by Keenan Allen. And uh, they moved into field goal position a number of times, which, you know, they bend but didn't break. And their, ki- their kicker slash punter just happened to miss, you know, some field goals. So, yeah, you're right. And, you know, Jelani Devine made a great play at the other, you know, at the other end and um, knocked the ball out for a fumble. But, you know, the Chargers were moving the ball, you know, pretty well on this defense. The defense, you know, they were leaving a lot of cutback lanes. They weren't setting the edge very well. Trey Flowers right now, I believe, is just stealing from the Lions, you know, uh, because I don't know. Run at now! He's got, like, what, three tackles in two games? I mean, come on. You know, we paid you a bunch of money to do something. Do something. So, yeah, I wasn't the happiest the way they were playing. They were still playing from behind, you know, so – yeah, I'm not going to sit there and jump up and say, what a great game, awesome. you guys are playing awesome. Well, not really. San Diego, you know, like I said, missed some, missed some field goals. You know, you know, they had the late turnover that, you know, Slade caught that sealed the game, and they had the fumble, but there were points where Detroit was, you know, moving the ball, and they'd have a penalty bring it back, or they'd stop them on the punt, they'd have a nice return, then all of a sudden there's this typical block in the back or the hold where they'd be starting in, you know, the, in, inside their own 20, so – you know, to say, oh, play perfect, they had a lot of errors in that game as well. And they, yeah, they snuck away with a victory. And I'll take it. But to say, like, oh, if they're not playing perfect, you're not happy. Well, you're full of crap, okay? That's just you thinking, you know, what's in my head, and you don't, so. I pity myself that I got to be with these fools. Grifka, like, 
I'm just sitting here telling you that this is the NFL. Like, there's never going to be a perfect game. I mean, the minute the flags come out in the rev, oh, here we go. Yeah, I was frustrated by flags, too. I was frustrated by some of the play. But you don't sit there when the, the game is within one score and and you're just, like, down in the dumps because, like, uh, our team's not playing perfect. Like, if we're down multiple, fine. If we're, like, having the worst game ever, you're saying, oh, their kicker missed some field goals. Uh, did I miss it that Matt Prater missed extra point and like a 30, 40 yarder? Like it's the same both ways. Every NFL game, there's ebbs and flows. So I just keep telling you, this is like our going into our second year of the show that at some point you're going to have to understand that and sort of just go with it and know that, all right, yeah, we suck, but we're only down less than a touchdown. All we need is a turnover, a score, whatever it may be. This game's right in the balance. It's not, Oh, the Lions were making all these mistakes. Oh, Trey Flowers is stealing money. Grifka, we, we were holding the Chargers to 10 points. I mean, playing good football across the board. So we don't need to belabor it anymore. That was just my huge bone to pick with you because, again, we're celebrating at the end. We're going nuts at the end. It's like it can't be like always one or the other. Like, oh, I'm down in the dumps. Oh, we won't going nuts. It's got to be like this even keel fandom where it's like we're hanging in there with our team. We know that. Like, this is still a coin flip of a game, which it was throughout, and which I kept saying, and I'm like, one play. All we need is one play. Somebody on defense is going to make a play, and they ended up doing it at the end. But I want to talk about the fourth down. Lions going for it on fourth down, something we hadn't seen that much recently. Lots of, like, uh, let's punt it away. Good old Jimmy Caldwell. Lots of conservative football, which we'll get to later as well. And instead, they go out. And they go for it on fourth down. Matt Stafford throws an absolute laser to extend the drive. Um, absolutely incredible play. Oh, man, I got to fit this in, Grifka. I'm sorry, I missed it. Um, you've got to hear the call of the uh, – since we just got done arguing about the, the fumble on the one. Have you heard the Dan Miller call yet? Uh, no, I have not. You have to hear this, and the end is like him yelling at the team about getting it together. It's probably what I was doing to you while you were uh, holding it in or when I was frustrated with you. So listen to this. This is classic. Rivers turns, gives to Eckler. He tries to go up and up. Oh, oh, yes. The Lions have got it. They took it away. Yes. Oh, how big is that? How big is that? The Lions have got the football recovered by Devon Kennard. Fellas, wake up! You gotta play! Let's go! Yes, that was good. Great! It's time! Let's go! Chargers up by four. Lions with a big takeaway. <laughs> Is that classic or what? Yeah, and I particularly love the Lomas Brown color. So that was that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, well, what's better, what's better, the call and his his passion, or Lomas going, yes. Yes, yes, in the background. Like, oh, my gosh, brutal. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my gosh. Talk to me about the fourth down, Grifka, them getting some onions, actually going for it and converting. That was pretty sweet. Well, I know we were sitting there talking about it, and you're like, what would you do? I'm like, well, you run. You make them use their timeout. And you're like, no, no, no. No, you gotta you're, gotta... no you're, too, you're, you're too ahead. This is fourth down earlier in the game. They throw it to Marvin Jones, absolute stick route, makes the catch, moves the chains. And then uh, I might as well do it now before you respond. So they go ahead and do that. And then the next play after that, I don't know. I believe it was something like this. Stafford's got it. Looks, looks, loads, loads, deep middle. And he's caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. A 
can he go down that outstanding? That is outstanding! Oh, 31 yards and the Lions have the lead for the first time today. Man. Stafford put that on a rope. And you got these big body receivers that like to put their bodies in some of these little defensive backs. That was a great job of Kenny Galladay shielding the defensive back, keeping them on the backside, coming up with a hands catch touchdown. <laughs> so not only do the Lions go for it on fourth, which is ballsy, they convert with a great throw by Stafford, great catch by Marvy. But I'm pretty sure I got this in the right sequence that right after that, they end up throwing this. And this is late in the – I mean, this is, again, uh, I want to say this is, you know, early to mid-fourth quarter, game in the balance. They go for it. They get it. Uh, Stafford, absolutely beautiful ball to Kenny. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll get to the other third down play where we talked about it and they, they, they showed some guts. But talk to me about this one as well as the touchdown pass, which we had an absolute tremendous look at from our seats. Yep, yep, sorry, I was thinking of the fourth down play at the end of the game, but uh, you're right, it was, um, in years past, it wouldn't happen that they would, like, okay, we'll send the defense back out there, we'll try to stop them, get the ball back, make something happen, but yeah, that uh, Marvin, he's come up really big this this year so far with some nice catches, and um, that was a great catch, him going down to make that uh, make that play, nice throw by Stafford as well, but uh, the touchdown to Gallaudet, um, he, had the, he had a step, had position, and he just put it right on him. You know, that was that was huge. That was that was really pumped up the crowd. The crowd exploded at that point. And uh, it was, yeah, that was, you keep talking about they needed to make a play. That was the play. Yeah, big time. Uh, you know what I mean? That was, uh, to me, that's a swing point in the game. Not only, like, not being conventional, not being scared, going for it on fourth, but, um, you know, again, Stafford had two picks at that point. Uh, he could have been gun shy. Instead, he saw his guy got a, got a step. Um, I watched that play a couple different times at Game Pass they have where you can just sort of you can get the all 11 and they show it from different ways. Oh, man, it was just so sweet. Like two inside post routes. Uh, I think it was Marvin on the on the real inside cleared it out. And then Kenny just got that inside uh, leverage inside position. Um, absolutely perfect throw. And uh, Kenny's just so good at being able to go up in the air, catch it, and not let that ball move. So it was absolutely tremendous. And and to me, that's sort of one in the game. I mean, that's that's the go-ahead touchdown. You know, Phillip River gets the football back. He starts dinking and dunking down the field. You know, again, we don't need to get into it. But, uh, you know, I'm standing up uh, just going nuts, like saying we just need to play. You know, you were getting a little trepidatious there. Here we go. You know, they got to do something. How about we stop somebody? And uh, sure enough, Grifka, your boy comes back, makes a play. I've got the audio for you. Here you go. 13 to 10, Lions lead it. Minute 10 to go in the game. Third and 19, L.A. from the Lions, 28. Rivers out of the gun. Play clock at five. Rivers takes the snap. Three-man rush for Detroit. Rivers, long look into the end zone. It is intercepted by the Lions. Intercepted by Darius Slay. He's got it. Picked it off in the end zone. Oh, Darius, young man, you did it again. You did it again. Yes, sir. Oh, baby, stand up, everybody. It's not <laughs> over yet, but that's one big play. Big play, exactly. Big play. Slay coming up huge. Uh, absolutely incredible. And Grifka, I meant to say this off the top, but uh, 
after this play. Well, I'll save it for once we uh, talk about third down. What do you think about big play coming up under this route? I don't know why uh, Phillip Rivers was taking this crazy shot. If you go back and watch it, he's got a corner underneath. He's got a safety up over the top. There's really no room to fit this football. Darius Slay makes a undercuts it basically just comes right to him, but he does make a good catch, gets his feet down. Um, you know, I basically thought it was over at this point. Wasn't really thinking about timeouts and probably two minutes. I want to say there was a little bit under two minutes when this happened, probably about a minute 30 or so. Um, but the game was still somewhat in the balance, but this was huge places going nuts. I loved it. Yeah, that would, uh, I think rivers just thought that Allen would bring it in considering, like you mentioned that he was pretty much beating Slay all day. He just, you know, here, you go up and get it. And Slay uh, made the play. I mean, he uh, was able to uh, undercut the throw, make a great catch there, right actually at the pylon. You know, it wasn't in the middle of the end zone. It was right at the pylon. And able to, you know, catch the ball and get a speed in for, uh, for the pick. So, that, I mean, that was a nice play. Huge play for, uh, like I say, you cannot take any games in the NFL lightly. I mean, everyone is so important. Yeah, you know, you know you're going to lose football games. You know you're going to play bad at certain points. But anytime you can get a W, anytime you can win a game at home, you know, even against a depleted Chargers, it doesn't matter. Like, this was a huge football game. So they get that pick. I think the game is basically over. And then you're like, oh, they still got some timeouts, you know, whatever. I'm like, (laughs) all we got to (laughs) do. excuse me, is make one first down. So, Grifka, I'm going to pitch the ball back to you because I want to hear your version of this story. So just take me to – they run a couple up the middle with C.J. Anderson, and then on third down, take me from there what happened um, in your opinion. Well, yeah, like I would started before until you corrected me, which isn't a problem, that I was talking about the wrong play. That uh, we, you had asked me, what would you do? Would you throw it or run it? And I, and I said, well, you know, I'd run it just to make them use their timeout and then punt it back so they have no, so they have no timeouts left where they would have to move down the field. And I know at one point you're like, but you know, are they really gonna be able to like drive it that far? I'm like, well, didn't they do that right before halftime? They just kind of threw that uh, that bomb down the field where it looked like Rashawn Melvin bit out a double move and um, their wide receiver, I believe, it was Travis Benjamin, was just wide open. So, uh, I mean, I guess anything could happen at that point, but, uh, you, you said you should pass it, you know, and, you know, try to seal the victory. And that's what he did. You know, Stafford got it. He faked the handoff, you know, rolled out, hit Jesse James right there. You know, James caught it, fell forward, got the first down game over. I mean, San, San Diego, Los Angeles had one more uh, timeout. They didn't even bother using it once they spotted it. You know, uh, they just had to, uh, they placed it. Stafford took one more sta- snap and the game was over. All right, there you go. It's truthful. That's exactly sort of how it went down. I said, you got to throw it in the game. I was so sick of these games where they've, not, they've done the other way. They've done the percentages. Comes back to, to not work out well. I was like, you know, just, just end it. It's not like it was fourth down. It was third down. If you don't get it, you kick it away. Um, Daryl Bevel pulls out a little play action. And, like, I swear, when he when – he, faked it and was coming out the other side i'm just like my eyes got wide i'm like just make this catch now when i went back and watched it on the tv feed it wasn't that slam dunk you know when he makes the throw jesse james is still probably three four plus yards away from the sticks he catches it gets up field gets dragged down and kind of barely gets across the first down marker probably got it by a half full yard whatever it was 
it was it was closer than I thought when we were there in person because the minute he faked it and threw it to Jesse James, I was celebrating with the people. I think I was, uh, you know, crowd surfing halfway up the aisle at that point. Um, that was huge. Ford Field was going nuts. I love the energy by the people. Everybody was going crazy. Like, this was no whole home. Oh, we beat. We got a victory. This was like people were absolutely loving it. Great end to a football game. And uh, the funniest part, too, on the TV feed was Kevin Harlan, who's kind of a you know, he does some crazy calls for basketball and stuff, but like some, I watched, I listened to it and then watched it. He had some weird calls in this game where he just got like overly excited. But then when the Lions faked it and threw and got the first down, not only was he not excited, he like didn't even realize the game was over. He was kind of like just ho hum. And then they come back and they just kneel and he goes, Oh, the game's over. Like he just had no idea what was going on. So, um, like I say, great win by the Lions. Um, I might as well use it now, Grifka. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, the Detroit Lions are 1-0-1, which kind of means this. I'm undefeated, never lost. I'm undefeated, never lost. Thank you, LeVar Ball. Yes, you're right. The Lions are. I'm undefeated, never lost. So I I love it. After two games, uh, you know, everyone's still crying and whining about the tie. Going home, get a victory, go to Philly and – hopefully uh, play great football. I feel great about it. Yeah, it was uh, great to walk out of there. The crowd was just stoked as always walking out and uh, nothing was as, nothing was as, you know, as cool as like, uh, as we were walking out, those two guys in front of us, one guy started the chant undefeated and his buddy clapped three times and he said undefeated again. And his buddy clapped three times. I'm undefeated, nobody, never lost. And, no, and nobody picked up on it. So it kind of fizzled out after about five seconds and me and you just laughed. <laughs> It's like idiots. Uh, it was it was crazy. Such a fun. I mean, you said it to me, which I didn't realize. You're like, we haven't got a dub in a while because we had had a couple uh, losses or a couple rough outings. Which, again, as I stated earlier, I mean, um, not not the most fun when uh, when a loss or when the Lions play bad. Uh, they're uh, both at the game or contained in a car with Grifka. So for them to be able to get a dub, we walk out with our heads high, the crowd's going nuts. Uh, we had to rush home, unfortunately. We would have been out hanging out with the people, with the Kool-Aid drinkers, passing out Kool-Aid packets and uh, and throwing the football at random strangers. But uh, I thought it was great, man. I thought it was a great day down there, a bunch of fun, get a dub. Now we uh, look ahead in this season and also look ahead to our next uh, – roadie man i thought it was tough getting up or getting going for this one we'll be heading to green bay in a few weeks that's gonna be crazy so i hope you're ready to rock and roll i hope you know that we're trying to go into lambo and get a dub win you know no matter what you know all we gotta do is walk out of there with one more point than they do but uh yeah uh wins aren't easy in the nfl that's why i get so frustrated when people are picking it apart saying what if this what if that what if we won what if we beat the other team in front of us, scored more points than they did, and walked into week three of the NFL season? I'm undefeated, never lost. With no losses on our record. Like, I feel pretty good about that, man. Yeah, it's a nice feeling to have. There's only so many teams left with that are undefeated, so. Absolutely, man. Well, we talked about a lot on the show. Uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. We will come back on Friday and talk about all things Philly. Lions heading into Philly. Philly's all beat up. We're um, feeling good about ourselves. It's not an easy place to play, but the Lions have won there before. We'll talk all about it and break it down. Grifka, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope.
That's a triple. I hope the people are liking the new bell. It's probably easier on the ears, and uh, I just got to get used to using it. So, um, fun show. I got after Grifka a little bit. Uh, pretty much deserved, but also having some fun with it. We obviously had a good time at the game. Fun to get a W. Um, Lions need this next one, but uh, like I said, every win in the NFL is huge, and we had a bunch of fun uh, down in the D at this ball game. Glad we were there. Always fun to see a win in person. So, everybody, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back Friday with another episode of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Back to back, start the play. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.